0: Welcome to
1: room 4216. I'm so glad you've come. Well, here we are again in room 4216, and good to have you all here. And I think we were just about to. Wait a minute, it's too quiet in here. Pastor Dave, you are in here, right? Pastor Dave! Pastor Dave, we're ready to start. Oh,
2: Cecilia. You silly. Pastor Dave isn't here. He's out of town. But he'll be back soon.
1: Oh, no. What am I going to do? I mean, how can we have a time in room 4216 without Pastor Dave? Psst. Cecilia, you're not alone. Faith matters. You know, that's right. Faith matters. Let me explain. A few years ago, Pastor Dave and I hosted a radio program, which was also put out over the Internet. You can learn more about it by going to www.not-alone.net and following the Faith Matters link. But for now, we know
0: Faith Faith Matters.
1: matters. Welcome once again to another edition of Faith Matters. Glad to be with you. I'm Cecilia Lee, and across the table...
0: Pastor Dave.
1: Pastor, tell me, how can you prove God exists? Or does God really exist?
0: Oh, that's a... (laughs) Uh that's that's a that's a big question. For the moment, hmm. Okay, for the moment, I'm gonna move to philosophy. Philosophy has looked at this question significantly, and 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 I think, in a good sense, there's some things that can be gained from philosophy uh, before we move to uh, more specifics.
1: You mean <laughs> philosophy is not the enemy of
0: Christianity? No, actually, it, it can be a, a, a real good friend a real good friend as long as philosophy doesn't become your religion. And that's the problem sometimes that some philosophers philosophize all the time and they stop and don't turn that off to turn to faith. And we here at this program know that faith does matter. And we'll get to that in a second, but first with philosophy. Uh, It was Descartes, a philosopher, he said, I think therefore I am. And he concluded therefore he existed. And then he went from that step to say, God exists. Now, the way he did that was he said, okay, if I am thinking, that means, therefore, I have to exist. Otherwise, how would I be thinking about my thinking? Kind of <laughs> that, that circle ma- p- pattern. Well, then he said, okay, I now know that I exist because I think. Well, I also think that there is a superior being, that I'm not the only one. And if I think that, therefore, it must be another circular pattern And therefore, and and by the way, this discussion is much bigger than my simplified version. But therefore, from philosophy, we can conclude that there is a God.
1: Oh, no, we can't. Because if I don't think God exists, then God doesn't exist.
0: Mm. There's actually only one civilization in the world that has stated and tried to impose upon its people the fact that there is no God. Communism. All other religions of the world, we learn from anthropology, another study, uh, all have a belief in God, a higher being, every single civilization. And the only one that has tried to do it, communism, is uh, crumbling around the world. It's part of who we are.
2: El Shaddai, El Shaddai the same by the power.
1: Remember I'm playing devil's advocate. Okay. But ahead. I don't think it's a part of who I am.
0: Oh oh I see, I see, I see. You you want me to go further with this. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I'm gonna take a different stance then and come at it a different way. Okay, I can't prove there is a God. You prove to me that there isn't a God. Well, what you just said. I don't think
1: one exists, therefore one can't exist
0: but I think one does exist and therefore it does exist and we're at a neutral point. Technically you cannot prove the existence of God nor can you prove evolution or creation. All these things are taken by faith and uh, again this is part of what a human being is, is, is this fabric of belief. Now it depends what you believe in. Even if you said I believe there is no God, you're using that fabric of faith within you to state that there is no God. That's who we are.
1: You mean even if I'm an atheist, faith still matters.
0: Correct. Absolutely. It's just you're placing your faith in a different direction.
1: Okay. Not saying whether God does or does not exist right now, but Mm -hmm. let us say for the moment that your God does, in your mind does exist. Okay, okay. Where did that God come from?
0: Um, Let's go to philosophy one more time. Uh, Philosophy would say, if there is a God, what things could we conclude about him? By definition, if there is a God, he'd have to be all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present because he would also be spirit. And not uh, material or physical, he would be just. Because if God is unjust, all of a sudden, because he's all powerful, everything would shift to that other thing. And therefore, we have to conclude he is just. And then finally, uh, what was your question again? Oh, where, where, where did he come from? God is always there. No beginning. No end, and that's part of the definition of who God is.
1: But what if the people that use that say that money is their God, or that uh, um, plants and animals are their God, well, their an- material?
0: Correct, correct. And that's why when someone believes that money is their God, have you ever heard of some of these uh, stories where uh, all of a sudden uh, the stock market crashes and they jump off a tall story or kill themselves? Mm -hmm. It's because their God crumbled underneath them and they realize there's nothing left to life. When something other than the true God is placed in that position and it crumbles and falls, then all life has crumbled and fell And there's no purpose, meaning, direction, uh, or uh, authority left. And so one kills themselves.
1: That reminds me of the book that I read a few weeks ago. And I think you read it,
0: too, because you let me borrow it. Yeah.
1: Where uh, in this fictional story, they found the uh, bones of Christ.
0: Oh, Oh. Skeleton in God's Closet. Yes, a wonderful book. Yes, it is.
1: And the world, when this was made public, the religious world... Collapsed, or it didn't collapse, but it. many people did take their own life. Yes, they did. In the book. Yes, they did. Now, fortunately, uh, the, the story ended with uh, everything being proved false, and how that happens, I'll, I'll let you guys guess. <laughs> right. But uh, it was literally a, a shock to the religious world. And this author did a great job of exposing yeah, this is what probably would happen mm-hmm. should something like that happen. Mm
0: hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when your God is taken away Life crumbles
1: So in other words, what you're saying Getting back to the question is that God never began and will never end Correct But that's so hard to understand And so hard to fathom
0: Yeah, it is Because we have a beginning as a human being And many times we also see the fact that we have an end at death. But let's just take the beginning. We think, therefore, everything has to have a beginning. The car uh, that we sit in and and ride in uh, has a beginning. Uh, The clothes that we wear have a beginning. Uh, Somewhere it started. And therefore, we conclude that God must have a beginning. Uh, But that's because we think of God only in the terminology of us as being human. And that's the problem with a lot of world religions and a lot of people is they make God in their own image, making him to be like a a human being. When God says he's not, in fact, it's the other way around. God made human beings in his image, but didn't make them exactly like himself. And and it's hard for us to imagine the Almighty uh, because uh, what's the, the 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 head is I think six inches in diameter. Can that six inch diameter sphere on the top of our shoulders contain and understand the Almighty who fills the universe? Uh, we no. shouldn't think it should, uh, even though sometimes we try to make it that way. Through your
2: love and through the run, you save.
1: You said back there that God
0: is all powerful. Mm -hmm.
1: Does that mean he can do anything?
0: Uh, Yes, yes it does.
1: I've heard someone say that
0: God can do anything but fail, is that? That is correct. He cannot fail. Whatever he plans or decides will happen. That's part of the definition of who God is.
1: Okay, then what about our own will as opposed uh to, as goes along with what God wants to have happen? If he's Mm all-powerful, why didn't he just make Adam and Eve sinless?
0: Well, actually, he did make them sinless. Uh, He made them perfect and good. It was their choice to do evil.
1: But if he made them good, yet they had the capacity to do bad, they must have had sin in them in the first place.
0: Oh, okay, I see where you're going. That, that is one of the common thoughts of philosophy. How can you choose something unless it's in you already? And that's not true, necessarily. Um, God, instead of making them have both good and evil, uh, good and evil were outside themselves. He gave them the choice to choose uh, to follow him or reject him and follow a different way.
1: Okay, then. It's,
0: I think and, this... and now let me add one other thing with the with the will thing. He didn't want a puppet. He wanted people to freely worship him, honor him, and live their lives for him. He didn't want someone just to do it because he made them do this. Robots. Right. No
1: R two D two or C three PO. Right. This will of God thing sounds like it could be a show all in itself. It could so be. Maybe, I, maybe I'll take you off the hook on that one for now. <laughs> okay. Uh, only to be put back on the hook again. All right. Is God good?
0: Yes, he is. That's part of the definition of who he is. If there is a God, he has to be good.
1: Uh, what about the Greek gods that decided to uh, kill anybody they didn't like? What about those who even worship, uh, well, those who even worship Satan?
0: And we know that Satan's not good. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because, really, what the question—and if I can jump ahead it's how, why then, evil
2: mm, is you really reading what, my mind.
0: Ah, yeah, well, uh, it, that's really what the quest. These things, the Greek gods or, or the uh, the devil—that's what it's getting to. Why is there evil and bad? Um, the The Greek uh, religions are based in uh, uh, legends and stories and. Um, they try to deal with the fact that there is evil and it therefore concludes there must be evil in the world because the gods uh, were fighting among themselves and therefore it percolated down to us that's the th- one of the theories among religions Christianity, however, says it uh, quite differently: God made everything good, gave Adam and Eve a choice. Uh, The devil, and this is where we don't know, all of a sudden the devil rebelled and left God, and he was the one who tempted Adam and Eve to come his way and to do something different, and they chose that, and that's why there is evil. It's not that God created it, but it came about because he left opportunity for it to happen.
1: Mm, In a way, it sounds like you're just trying to make an excuse for God.
0: Uh. I suppose some would say that. I would rather say I'm looking at what uh, God's word, the Bible says, and how it explains and and tells the story of how our world came about with all of its things as we have them, good and evil.
1: But couldn't God stop some of this evil? I mean, so many horrible things are happening Mm. in this world. Why can't he just... Tell us not
0: to do it. Uh, Interesting question. I sat on an airplane next to Estelle, and Estelle's parents were in the Nazi concentration camp, and she uh, said, I could never believe in a God because of all this evil, and, and if there was a good God, he would have stopped it. And I said, oh? Is that so? Well, then, you know, maybe we wouldn't be here. And, and what, what uh, would you do? Uh, where, where, what should God stop? Every bad evil? So there shouldn't be any hunger in the world, right? Right, of course. Okay. And therefore, uh, everyone should have food. Of course. Okay. That means all the governments would stop. What, what should he do with those governments and the government people who uh, 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 hoard food and don't let it out? Should he just uh, annihilate them? They never should have existed in the first place. Okay, poof, they're gone. So now someone else steps in the place. And because they have sin in their lives too, poof, they're going to be gone. And what about uh, uh, the bad thought that we might have uh, towards somebody? See, God sees the heart as well as the action. All of a sudden, then poof, you'll be gone. And all of a sudden, if he eliminates evil, he's eliminated the entire world. But why? And God could have done that, by the way. But instead of doing that, he chose a different direction. And that is, as the the story of the phoenix rising from the, the ashes comes a new life, so he wants to bring from the ashes of this evil world new life.
1: But why did sin have to exist in the first place? Why couldn't God have just made the first world like heaven? I mean, heaven's not going to have sin in it, so why did sin have to exist in the first place?
0: So God shouldn't have made the free will and, and forced Adam and Eve to always obey him. What, what was the word you used to, earlier on that? Was that uh, um, robots?
1: We wouldn't, I mean, that's not
0: really what it would be like, is it? It certainly sounds like it to me. And this, by the way, is an issue that is discussed and struggled with throughout the centuries and even today. It's one of these hard things that, that uh, unless again by faith, you take uh, one of the possibilities to choose that, that are there for your choice to believe. And isn't that interesting? Even the, the matter of faith is a matter of choice uh, to a degree. Not that we can choose God, but God chose us, and then we can either accept it or reject it. Through the
2: years made it clear that the time of Christ But the people could not see what Messiah.
1: All right, then why well, believe in got in the first place? What advantages are there?
0: Well, th- there's there's actually several. Um, one is it gives you a, 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 benchmark. Whenever a benchmark. A benchmark? What's that? A benchmark. Okay. Whenever you build a building, you have to measure it from something. It's usually called the cornerstone. And you measure right, you measure left, you measure up from that. You have, it's a point of reference so that the building goes straight up and square uh, so that it will remain s- strong and tall. God, first off, is is our benchmark or cornerstone. We build off of him and who he is uh, so that our life has purpose and meaning and, and rightness uh, as we live it and develop it. But then secondly, if there is a God and the hereafter, and we all have that sense built within us, then we should be thinking about that and seek to get closer to God and know more about the hereafter so we might be in the hereafter.
1: In other words, i got to get in good with God or else I won't go to heaven.
0: I suppose I, that's one way to say it, yeah I, yeah.
1: I have to. I have to please God. I have to do everything good and right or else I won't go to heaven.
0: Well, I liked it the other way you said it, instead of good and right. Because from a Christian's point of view, and this is true about all denominations in Christianity, it says we can never do good enough. We're never uh, perfect. And God says plainly in the Bible in many places, the only way you get to heaven is by being perfect. But he made a different plan. And this is, by the way, what sets Christianity apart from all other religions of the world. Uh, Instead of us trying to get perfect and be right, God came down, took our sins upon himself, and he gives us his perfection. That means Jesus gave his perfection to us. A switch. Uh, One way of looking at it too is he switched clothes with us, our dirty, stained, sin-ridden clothes. He gives us his robes of righteousness, and therefore we get to go to heaven, because now we are perfect, because we're wearing his perfect clothes. The other religions of the world say, you have to be good enough, and you have to do this, this, and this, and this. And unless you are, you don't make it. Well, Christianity realizes we aren't good enough, and God came and did something about that.
1: I suppose that answers my next question then, doesn't it?
0: Which is?
1: Does God really care about us?
0: Ah, yes, he does, very, very much. But I do know from talking with people in the audience, uh, reading your emails that you sent, thank you very much, keep them coming, and talking to other people, many times we really wonder, does God care? And it's a reflection upon uh, Christians, because so often they don't seem to care, or do what is helpful to show a blind person that they care. And that's one of the things we're here at Faith Matters uh, for you, to mm-hmm. tell you. We are people who care about you and what happens to you. And we want to help you to be able to care for others as well.
1: All right. Then along with that, yes, God made a way for me to get to heaven. Mm-hmm. We've kind of looked at this next. the next thing I was going to ask, but let's go over it again. All right. Does God really listen to us? And how do we know he listens to us? The Bible can say, yes, he hears our prayers, but again, I, we live in Missouri. Show me.
0: <laughs> um, the only way you really know for sure that God listens is by taking him at his word. Are we going to listen to him? That's why... Uh, uh, Christianity bases its story and teaching in the Bible. It believes that in the Bible, God speaks to us. There's a lot of division right now in Christianity. How much of the Bible is really God's word? I happen to believe it's his word from beginning to end because he said so. Every letter, every... That's right. The, the, and... And there's no mistakes there. It's God's word from beginning to end. And in this word, he tells us that we are sinners. It points out that through the law. But his gospel tells us we're forgiven for Jesus' sake by what he did.
1: And in this word, does it tell us that God listens to us?
0: Yes, it does. It tells us uh, many times, many places that he listens. uh, And that's why it's so important to be reading and studying it, because then we get that reminder all the time.
2: Age to age, you're still the same By the power
1: speaks to us. The Bible, of course, is was written down by people that God said, write this. Mm-hmm. Abraham, Moses, the prophets. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't God speak to us
0: like that today? Why doesn't God just come and tell us like he used to? Well, I was hoping you'd ask that question, and in front of you, I gave, as you walked in, a Bible verse I'd like you to read. It's Hebrews chapter 1, the first two verses. Would you read that?
1: God, who at various times and in different ways, spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his son.
0: And that's really the the key verse. And there are other verses that say the same thing. God did that. He still could today, I suppose. But when Jesus came, he said so much, and that's what the whole New Testament is. A whole v- volumes of it, so he doesn't have to come and give us a vision or a dream. He's told us everything we need in Jesus. But
1: wouldn't it make more sense if someone today said, look, God told me this, wouldn't people believe it?
0: It's amazing what people will and won't believe. In fact, there's a story Jesus told about that, and maybe you're, you've you heard it before, Rich Man and Lazarus, I think it's in oh, sure, chapter 16. There are two people, and uh, Lazarus died a beggar, and went to heaven, the rich man who ate well uh, died and, and and went to hell. And the rich man from hell said, oh please, uh, just cool my tongue. Nope, can't cross the abyss. Well then at least send Lazarus back from the dead to speak to my family so that they will believe and not come to this terrible place. And uh, Abraham's response uh, from heaven was, if they won't listen to the law and the prophets, meaning the Old Testament, all the writings, they won't even believe if someone comes back from the dead, and you know those words became very vivid because Christianity teaches and and tells the story that someone did come back from the dead, dead.
2: Jesus,
1: right?
0: And still people don't believe.
1: So what we've said in all of this is that there is a God, mm-hmm. that He does love us, does care about us, yes, but that there is no real and true way that we can prove he exists correct except by one thing which we talk about a lot here that is faith faith. and there's one thing very important we all must remember faith Faith matters matters. do come back again to room 4216 Credits. El Shaddai, performed by Laurel Jean, from 88 Keys to the Kingdom, Robert Vaughn, interlude musician, and Carrie Ford, the voice in Cecilia's Head.